Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay. I want to attempt to um, round up on on, this, on what we have been studying on uh, plans, purposes, and pursuits. Okay. I hope I'll. That was why I came to take the mic early, <laughs> so that I could have. I think I might need like one and one and a half hours to teach. Okay, and. Um, so let's just get ourselves set to, to listen to God's word. Okay. Speak to your body that your body will, um, you won't feel drowsy, you won't feel sleeping. Praise God. Unfortunately, I'm not a good joke cracker. I don't know how to crack jokes. So it's a skill I've tried to learn. You know, but I've given up on learning it. Praise the Lord. So just put up with me. Okay? Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Ah, Pastor Larry, you're already taking a, a, what do you call it, sweet, so that you will not sleep, eh? <laughs> Any other person that wants sweet? Huh? <laughs> So into their lives. <laughs> Praise God. Ah, am I that boring? <laughs> Amen. Okay, let us pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this morning. We ask, Lord, that you will speak to our hearts. Reveal Jesus to us. Father, we want to stay right in the middle of your wheel. Bible says that you are the one that wills us. You are the one that stirs us up, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Lord, let that be so in our hearts today. In the name of Jesus. We see more of you, less of us. We are filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding have been enlightened today. In Jesus' name. Lord, I speak as your oracle today, not just in the flesh, but by your spirit enabled. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Praise God. How many of us are familiar with the word destiny? You've heard it before, right? Destiny, my destiny can never by King Sonia Day. Okay. So, how many of us think that there is something called destiny? Can I see your hands up? I want to put it. Uh, Pastor, why are you giving us exam today? Say what you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> you think there's something called destiny? Okay, no, don't be shy. I mean, if you think you praise the Lord. Okay. Whatsoever you desire, 
when you pray, believe you will receive them and then you will have them. It means if there is destiny, it means we are not totally in control of our lives. It means a person can say, well, It's part of my destiny to be like this. Since God, since I am like this, maybe that's the way God has destined me to be. Hallelujah. So it means someone can be a homosexual. Say, so, well, it's my. Somebody can be a thief. Say, <laughs> so, well, <laughs> it's my destiny. However, the Bible says, which God has before ordained, that we should walk in them. So, it means you can decide not to walk in them. So, once we have been given the f free will, the ability to make choices, then there can't be something called destiny. Really. Destiny as in this is the way this is the way God has said I am going to be irrespective of my desire. No. Whatever it is a man gets into Right? His desire is involved. To even do God's will, right? You have to desire it. He can't force you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, uh, let's not use destiny as a as an excuse because it can be easily used as an excuse praise the lord someone says well but the bible says god has predestined us god has the predestination of god is not talking about he's talking about what he has designed for us to be in christ jesus He's not talking about, okay, God has destined that I should be a doctor. 
Jesus is the prototype of what we have been predestined to be. Are you following me? Jesus is the prototype. Ephesians chapter 4, talking about uh, spiritual growth. He said that in verse 15, I think, that we will grow up, right, into him who is the head, even Christ. So we are to grow up into him. Glory to God. Glory to God. It is not the will of God that any man should perish and go to hell. Amen. It's not the will of God. But people go to hell, isn't it? So will that be their destiny? No. God told Adam, the day you eat of it, you will die. Okay? I've been sharing that on uh, Kingsville Global for about three weeks now. You know, the day you eat of it, you will die. But who made that desire? Who desired it? Man desired it. Right? And man took that decision. Followed his desire and did what he was not act, what he wasn't meant to do and then the consequence was born by man not because god had designed that man will end up that way praise the lord so in following the plans of god the plans purposes and you know of god for our lives our desire that's where I'm going to with this. Our desire, our will must be involved. Amen. Our desire, our will is involved. You, you and I must desire it. If we don't desire it, we will live our own lives the way we want to. Praise God. Praise God. It's our desire. We are creatures of choices. You know, we make our choices. Praise God. So, having said that, let's go to the next point. For the child of God, it is natural for you and I to want to do the will of God. First John chapter 3. Let's go there. First John chapter 3. It's natural. You, you want to do God's will. Verse 9. It says, whoever is born of God does not commit sin. His seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he's born of God. You are born of God. The seed of God is on the inside of you. The word seed is, is the word sperma in the, in the Greek. Okay? 
It means the, the, the DNA of God is inside of you. So you want to do God's will. Hallelujah. God does not create rebellious children. Hallelujah. You want to do God's will. It is unnatural for the believer not to want to do God's will. <laughs> it's unnatural. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But doing the will of God is not just in words alone. Doing the will of God is actually work. John chapter 17. John 17 verse 4. John 17 verse 4. Doing the will of God is work. It says... Um, John chapter 17. Am I, I hope I'm correct. Yeah. Let's, uh, John 17. He said, I have, yeah. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you gave me to do. So you can't be saying you are doing the will of God and not walking. John 4 34. Jesus said, My meat. When he, after uh, uh, doing his engagement with uh, the, the, the Samaritan woman by the well, you know, when the disciples came, they were like, Jesus, you are hungry. How come? I mean, calm down. I've come and eat. Jesus said, no. He said, my meat or my food is to do what? Is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. So, my food my meat food is necessary to the body isn't it as food is necessary to the body is so should it be for us that doing the will of god is should be of paramount importance of necessity to us finding out his will and doing his will hallelujah so, if you are not walking, uh, carrying out uh, things for him, uh, we, are not, we, are, we are not doing the will of God. The will of God is meant to be done. Let thy will be done on earth uh, as it is in heaven. Not let your will be said. It's let your will be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone says, what is the will of God then? What's the plan of God? What's God's purpose? Like I said to us last week, it's clear in the scriptures. The purpose of God, the plan of God, the will of God. He says the will of God, primary number one, is that all men should be saved. So, when you are engaged in getting men saved, you are right in the middle of God's will. So, when 
we 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 are not engaged or engaged enough in the salvation of souls the discipling of people amen we are not doing the will of god I want to know God's special will. Mm, this is his special will. This is his special will. Glory to God. This is his special will. That all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Mark 16, 15 down to the end. Luke's gospel chapter 24. Praise God. John chapter 20. Uh, those are, those, that, that, those, it talks about the will of God. The will of God is that men should be saved. The will of God is that we should disciple men. That is the that that's the will of God that that is for everybody. And you see, like I said, I think on the first day we started this teaching, we said the will of God has to do with men. The will of God is not about things. The plan and the purpose of God is about what men. It's not about you. It's about men. It's not about <laughs> glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen to me. God is not as concerned about your career as much as he's concerned that men be saved. Praise God. The believer must get to a place where he gets convinced in himself uh, and walks in that conviction that my career is secondary to the will of God, which is that men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Because that's your career, both believers and unbelievers are in there. If you had been a doctor before you got born again, for example. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You didn't ask God when you, were, when you wanted to choose that career. God, eh, which career do you want me to do? You were an unbeliever in the first place. So you didn't even have any relationship with the Lord. But because you had that desire, I want to be a medical doctor. Praise God. When I was growing up, I wanted to be an accountant. You know. But my father had his own desire. He said he wanted me to be a doctor. And I, was, and I ended up to becoming neither of them. He called me to a meeting. Called my, called my mentor. Uh, 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 my catechist at the time. I was in the Anglican church. You know, called him. Called, we sat down. He said, tell this boy. I know my best subject in school then was bookkeeping. 
I mean, I, 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 that was my best subject. You know, that was my, that was, that was, I, I, I enjoyed doing bookkeeping. So I wanted to be an accountant. That was my desire. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But my father said, uh, I guess because my father was diabetic, so he used to spend a lot of money in the hospital. <laughs> so maybe he wanted a, a child who would be treating him. <laughs> and all that. You know, so he, he called me to a meeting. But you see, those were desires. Hallelujah. But the will of God it has to do not just about you. Your career is not as important as the will of God, which is about men. Working for him towards men. So therefore, we need to start to ask ourselves, who are the people I am therefore sent to? Because in the will of God, you are sent to people. Did you hear what I said? Who am I reaching? Who am I blessing? Who am I concerned about? I want to say, well, after all, I'm concerned about my family. That's you. It's still you. <laughs> That's still you. You should be. So you shouldn't collect any trophy for being concerned about your wife and children or your husband and children. That's your responsibility. Praise God. There's no trophy for that one. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? There's no trophy for that one. If you like, take care of them. If you like, don't take care of them. <laughs> Who is going to suffer it? <laughs> You'll be the one to suffer it. But this one. Glory to God. So, before you start asking, Lord, show me your will. Show me your will. The one that he has shown you in the world. How much are you doing it? How much am I doing it? How much am I doing it? Glory to God. The clearest will of God is the one that is written. Start with that one. Tell your neighbor, start with that one. And if that's the only one you do all your life, you are in the middle of the will of God. Did you hear what I said? You're in the midst of the will of God. Brother Hagin told the story of a woman. No, she wasn't, she didn't have a ministry in that sense. But she was just an ordinary Christian. Praise God. Like the Ananias type. A disciple of Jesus Christ. Who saw Mark chapter 16. Verse 17. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. She meditated on it so much she believed it. Right? So, what did she want to do? She wanted to go around looking for people who are sick. Right? And uh, she would just do what? She would lay hands on them. Pray for the sick. 
in her community. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Was she in the center of God's will? I said, no, we need to know. Is she called to the healing ministry? <clears throat> has, she, has she really prayed that that is where God is leading her? You know that some of us, <laughs> some of us think, no, me, I have, you see, the ministry I have is ushering ministry. You know, we, we are to minister to those inside. There are some people who are to minister to those outside. Nah, nah, nah. What's the will of God? These signs shall follow them that believe. It is a section of the people that believe. Praise the Lord. So, which means that as an usher, you can take that word, that is the will of God. I lay hands on the people and they recover. Someone says, how about if they don't recover? Do your own. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Who is the healer? Jesus is the healer. He says, you lay hands. What's my own business? My own business is what? To lay hands. I said, no, I have to be a, I have to be a pastor, an evangelist to lay hands. You don't have to be. Who are you? A believer. What's your qualification? A believer. What's your qualification? You are in Christ. What's your qualification? You carry the life of God on the inside of you. And so through your hands, it can be transmitted. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So let's start with the will of God that is very clear in the scriptures. That's why it's not going to be about positions. Our rewards will not be about our positions. Our reward will be about how much we followed the will of God. God wants you and I to be able to say like Paul at the end of our days. I have finished my course. I have run my race. Now is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Which the Lord will give to me and to all those who are awaiting his appearing. Or his appearance. That's what he desired. That, that, that should be our desire. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12. Paul says, the will of God is primarily in his word. Verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, what that you may prove or approve the, the, what is the, what is the good, acceptable and the perfect will of God. What is the perfect will of God that you renew your mind? Are you looking for God's will? God's will is that what you and I, we use, we carry our Bible, we study, we meditate so that we can be transformed, so that the, our minds can be renewed. 
That is the will of God. Hallelujah. An unrenewed mind that can't do the will of God. So the more we renew our minds, because it's, that's, it's an ongoing thing, the more we renew our minds with God's word, right, the easier it will be for us to do the will of God, for us to follow the plan of God. Hallelujah. And you know, those of us who are preachers, on pulpit preachers, we are we are at a risk. We are always churning out messages. This week, this past week, I had to prepare a message for Encounters with Grace for Saturday, for Sunday. Now, it's a 15-minute message. Right? Sometimes I can spend two days on it. Just trying to write out a 15-minute message. It can be very... <laughs> you know, I discovered that it is easier for me to preach like this than for me to, to write out a message of 15 minutes on radio. Sometimes for a whole day, it, I can just... I'm just, just thinking, what, how do I... I can get stuck. <laughs> you know? And you just say, what is pastor even doing in the office? Sometimes 10 p.m. I'm here. Trying to figure out how do I construct it? You know this one? This one, I'm not, cons- I'm not thinking too much to. But that one, I have to think because I have 15 minutes. So I had to do that. Do that for Saturday. Do that for Sunday. And Kingsville Global on Saturday, we pr- I preached in at 12 o'clock, I preached at 4 o'clock. Then I had to prepare for today's own. So this week alone, I have, I have, I have had to prepare about five messages. There's one online Bible school that I, I participate in as a facilitator. They asked me that I, I was, this Saturday, I was meant to teach on Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 to 10. I had to beg the person, please, I beg let somebody else take it. <laughs> you know, I couldn't take it. So, we are, we are always churning out. Of course, I had to prepare for the men's meeting also, you know, yesterday morning. We are always churning out. But you know what? We, we can fall prey to churning out without being transformed by what we are preaching. <laughs> So we can be preaching and not be at the center of God's will because our minds are not renewed in some certain areas. So that's why a discipler, right, also must make sure that he's following what he's preaching or what he's teaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So renewing our minds, you know what it does for us? It knocks off our, our own thoughts, right? To, and enthrones the thoughts of God the more in our lives. So, a person who is deliberately meditating on God's word to renew his mind, to practice it, right? Will 
will will find it easier to do God's will. To follow God's plans. Don't wait until when there is a major decision before you start asking, Lord, what is your will? These ones that he has told you to do, are you doing it? How much of it are you doing? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Psalm 127. Said I'm trying to wrap up this, this thing. Uh, Psalm 127 verse 1. He says, except the Lord builds the house, the laborers, they do what? They build it in vain. And I explained to us what that vanity means. Right? Uh, that word vain has to do with earthly things. It has to do with things that don't have eternity in view. Things that don't have record in eternity. So you can be building and those, whatever it is you are doing does not have record in eternity. It doesn't have a record before God. So, Doing the will of God has to do with things that doing things that have record in eternity. Hallelujah. So it's not about physical, it has absolutely nothing to do with physical things. Absolutely nothing. First Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter 6. Let's look at verse 7. First Timothy chapter 6. This is Paul speaking. Verse 7. He said, For we brought nothing into this world. <laughs> These are heavy statements. We brought nothing into this world. And what? It is certain. Somebody say it is certain. Someone said, no, no, I brought my talent. You didn't bring... <laughs> no, you didn't bring any talent. See, he said, he said, for we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we will carry nothing out. So, that word nothing there, the word is used, it's, 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 it's used for physical things. It's used for earthly things. It's used for material things. It's used for things that, that, that have to do with this earth. You and I brought no achievement into this world. And it is certain. He said, it is certain. Someone say it is certain. He said, it is certain that we will, we will carry nothing, none of our achievements out of this world. It is certain. It is certain. It is what? Certain. Glory to God. So does that mean that we should have no ambition? No. We should. Does that mean that we shouldn't strive to excel? No. We have to live on this earth. But whatever it is that we do on earth, glory to God, will be left here. <laughs> Whatever achievements we carry, we have on earth, is what? 
which it will be left here. That's why I said in the, the previous verse, verse 6 said, For godliness with contentment is great care. Hallelujah. It is certain. It is certain. It is certain. I'm taking nothing out. So, the only thing that would therefore count for us when we get to the other side before God, because we are all going to stand before God and give account. And every believer has got to be, see, you've got to be conscious of that. See, we are all going to give account. Someone said, wow, you know what? The Lord helped me. And so, that was why I was able to pass that exam. I was able to qualify to be that professional, whatever the profession is. The Lord helped me. Praise the Lord. Thank God the Lord helped you. There are, other, there are other people who don't believe in God who are also, that, who also have, who are, who are even excelling better than you in that profession. So those things can never be a measure. You see, I will feel fulfilled when I get married. Meanwhile, somebody who is married is saying, I will feel fulfilled when I get out. <laughs> well, some people are rejoicing that they are married some people are rejoicing they are out of it some are even regretting that hey I made the mistake do you know that Paul said that he said to be unmarried is actually better he said I wish you were like me One day I was reading that scripture. I said, Father, is this not regret? <laughs> Are you not saying that I should, I should, um, I should re, I'm regretting getting married? You know, the Holy Ghost had to tell me that no, 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 no. That's not what Paul is saying. He <laughs> said, so those of you that are married, remain married. Those of you that are unmarried, if you want to remain unmarried, you are not any worse off. In fact, you are freer. Hallelujah. In fact, he said you are free from the troubles of this world. The trouble of paying school fees. The trouble of having to feed somebody more than you. The trouble of having to explain every detail of your traveling plans to somebody. If you don't do it, you are in trouble. The trouble of, I have to think, praise the Lord, when I first got, when we first got married, you know, I was so used to getting home late. As a pastor, when I was a single pastor, I could stay in Igbo Bisabe till 10 p.m. Before going to Jesha or Egbe, you know, those are the two places I stayed, you know, before I got married. And so after we got married, my wife was all alone at home, you know, all alone. That time she, hadn't, she didn't have a job. She, she hadn't gotten a job, her first year of marriage. So, I will be getting home at nine. 
I was still doing all those, uh, you know, pastoral runs and all that. So my wife would get home. When I get home, my wife would complain to me. Of course, there was no GSM to call that time. You know, and she said, she said you're coming. You just left me alone. You're just coming at this time. No, 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 no. And I'll be like, ah, don't you know I'm a pastor? Don't you know I have to do the work of God? <laughs> If I was single, would anybody be asking me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. As a single, I could just carry my bag and say, oh, I'm traveling. But now, as a married man, you have to plan and plan and plan and plan and put everybody into consideration and check the calendar when you... <laughs> it's a lot of wahala. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Am I trying to discourage you from getting married? I don't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those of us who are married, enjoy it. Praise God. Those of us who are not yet married, enjoy where you are. Glory to God. The will of God. The will of God. That should, someone says, hey, maybe it is the will of God for me to marry. It is not the will of God for me. Listen, that is, is a choice of yours. Marriage is a choice of yours. He said there are people who have determined to become eunuchs for God. They, they, they are the ones that chose it. It was not that God anointed and said, you, you are eunuch. <laughs> no, they chose it. Paul chose it. He said, we have the power to lead about a sister. <laughs> is that not what he said? Yes, sir. we have the power to lead our sister, but he chose not to. He chose not to. Not even with that kind of missionary work that he was doing, it would have been it would have been disastrous for him to have a family with that kind of missionary work. Where he will go for you know, is this one that it's not like this now that you could go, you could travel from now to Australia, spend one day, you are there. This one, they will go by ship and they will go for months. No wonder the other disciples, many of them couldn't leave Jerusalem because many of them had families <laughs> that they had to take care of. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. We must therefore have eternity in view in our actions, in carrying out God's will. See, what God is going to come, God is not going to say, oh, see, that guy, he was a bad husband. No! Glory to God. Glory to God. According to history, Ayobabalala was not a good, he was not a husband that was there. In fact, I heard that his parents, I mean his family, his family didn't like him. That is, I don't know how true it is, but I heard that, that is, is it true? That he said his wife cursed him at his grave. But look at the work that he has done. He's still thriving now. Maybe he didn't know how to balance. But the kind of thing that God had for him to do. Maybe he shouldn't have gotten married. He would have been better. But see the millions of souls. That is what will count before God. If that woman does not repent and goes and, and, and she will go to hell, and God is not going to hold Babalola responsible because we all have to make our what 
choices. Hard truths, but they are truths. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, let me go a little further. I said to us last week, one of the things I said to us last week was about um, in fulfilling the plan and purpose of God for our lives are the companies, the relationships, the partners that we keep. Isn't it? Now, that <coughs> it is so important to us. See, Hmm. There are relationships that will aid you in carrying out the plan and the purpose of God for your life. There are relationships that will not allow you to follow God's plans for your life. And so, part time, we have to be we have to be doing self audits of our relationships. We have to be doing what? Self-audits. Regular checkups. Self-audits of the, of the re, what is the purpose of this relationship? Uh, see, God brings supernatural relationships our way to aid us in carrying out God's plan and purpose for our lives. God called Paul. Isn't it? But do you know what? There had to be a Barnabas relationship. It was Barnabas, the son of consolation, that brought him right into the body for him to be accepted. Acts chapter 13. He said there, there, there was in Antioch certain prophets and teachers, beginning with Barnabas and ending with Saul. I learned that from Brother Hagen. So he said, he said, he said, as the verse 2, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, through who? It was through men. He said, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me, Saul and Barnabas, for the work whereunto I have what? I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away to go do the work. God had to use men right, to commission them and help them God had to speak through men to get them to understand the season that they were to get into the work. So there are relationships. There are relationships that God will bring your way to aid your spiritual growth. Who are your spiritual relationships? Who are the supernatural relationships that you, are, that you have that will aid your spiritual growth. I said to us last week, your spiritual growth is the will of God, isn't it? The relationships that you have, are they just about your career? Who are those that are speaking into your spiritual life? Do you have people that will ask you, uh, Victoria, how is your spiritual life? How is your prayer life? 
When was the last time you studied the Bible for five hours? When was the last time you went to preach the gospel to someone? Those are the relationships that we should hold dear. Hallelujah. Not just say, hey, hi, how are you doing? You know, how's work? You know, how's your business? Those things are as important as they are. They are not as important as your what? Your supernatural relationships. I was speaking with a man of God, you know, the other day. That was on Friday. And he said, he, we were talking, we were just talking about ministry, talking about people, you know, hey, coming into church. And he said, do you, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, there are places where they don't even care about the spiritual growth of the people. You know, I was, I was really, uh, 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 let me say this to just encourage all our, 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 our leaders in church. You know, I got a report, you know, that the last Rema uh, Kids Conference, you know, that the, one of the comments about, from the Rema folks was that, wow, the, that our children were outstanding. That they could see the difference between our children and uh, other children from other places. That the level of spiritual intelligence that they displayed, that the level of knowledge that they had, that, is that, is that all, uh, yeah, that was the report we got. Hallelujah. So we may not have been as touche as some others, but the spiritual substance. Listen to me. Church is about spiritual substance. That is my primary responsibility towards you. Hallelujah. That's my primary responsibility. He said, I will give you pastors after my own heart who will what? Who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. I can't teach you business. In fact, you even, be, you even know it better than me. You know, law school won't hurry of business. I can't teach him banking and finance. I can't. I don't if I know the least about it, except that okay, you can at least I can count money and give money to people. How do you record it on the ledger? I don't even know. Hallelujah. When I, they are doing pinnacle, oracle, those things are strange to me. Hallelujah. But that is not my primary concern. Did you hear what I said? That's not my primary concern. The pastor is not a knowing all person. The Holy Ghost will only bring to remembrance what you know. If I don't know, there's nothing to remember. Glory to God. So, who are your supernatural relationships? Who are those? See, look at Acts chapter 16. Let's go to Acts 16. Give me Acts 16 verse 1 and 2. The Bible talks about a man called Timothy, a young boy. He was in his teenage years. You know. Paul told Timothy, he said, don't neglect the gift of God that is in you. That you received by the what? Laying on of hands of the presbytery. So it was in his relations, supernatural relationships, uh, that those giftings were imparted and, and, uh, 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 and he was now able to fulfill God's plan. 
He said, then came to Derby. He came to Derby, talking about Paul and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there, named what? Timothy. The son of a certain woman, who was a Jewess, and believed, but his father was a Greek. Next verse. Which was well reported of the of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. Next verse. Him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were which were in those quarters, for they knew all for they knew all that his father was a Greek. And that was how he started to mentor Timothy. Divine relationship. Supernatural relationship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was how he started to mentor him. And eventually, Paul Timothy became the bishop in Ephesus. He was able to, in fact, in Philippians chapter 2, I think chapter 2, let's see, Philippians chapter 2, let's see verse 19. Let's see, let's see, let's see, I hope I'm, I'm correct. Let's just check it. Let's check it. Philippians chapter 2, verse 19. Ah, oh, is that it? Aha! He said, but I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly to you. Look at his testimony about Timothy. He said, that, that I also may be of good comfort when I, come, when, when I know your state. Next verse. He said, for I have no man like-minded. Who will naturally care for your state? Next verse. Next verse. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. <laughs> See his testimony about Timothy. See how much he had rubbed off on him. Who is rubbing off on you? Hallelujah. When you get around to discuss with your friend, is it about the clothes, latest clothes in town? Is it about uh, the, the, is it about uh, the OB and, uh, and, uh, Tinubu and, uh, 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 politics or about, uh, oh, how you can escape from Nigeria? Do we talk spiritual things? Hallelujah. It's one of the reasons why we have prayer groups. Do you participate there? How can you develop spiritually? How do we develop? In prayer and what? And the word. And soul winning. When was the last time we, we got... Let, let, uh, Pastor Tosin, let's go out. I feel we should go out together today. Let's go and preach the gospel. It doesn't cross our mind any longer. We have spiritually backslidden. And you know, we always have excuse for it. I'm very busy. And we busy God out. Hallelujah. God knows how busy I am. But we are not too busy to relax. Paul said, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Pastor, I pray. I pray, I pray, I pray. What do you pray about? You, <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't like to come for a prayer meeting because it's the same thing we are praying about. Ephesians chapter 1. 
Philippians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 13. First Thessalonians chapter 1. Say any prayer point. Me you by Elone. Pastor, why can't we spend time praying about our work? The pra- those prayers are the will of God. That's the will of God. That's the will of God. The will of God is written. Pastor, how can I pray Philippians chapter 1 for one hour? You tell that uh, 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 we feel with the knowledge, we'll be filled with knowledge of the will of God, you know, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that we might walk worthy of the Lord. No, 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 I think that one's, we're already in Colossians. You know, uh, 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 we walk worthy of the Lord, all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing the knowledge of the Lord, standing with the mind, and all that, da, 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 da. And then, you know, so we've said it in English, oh yeah, so let's pray in tongues for the next 30 minutes. Say, ah! enemies that are against my progress whether in the air or in the sea on the have you noticed that that is when the voices are raised the highest when it is time if it is your favorite football club Chelsea or what's his name now or man your Arsenal or Baka your voice will be raised. But when it's time to pray. And so we are not growing spiritually. We are not creating substance spiritually. We are not working. You can't walk in the will of God if you are not spiritually in tune. You can't. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor it's time to buckle up. Come on, tell him it's time to buckle up. God's will is paramount. So we've got to look at, audit our relationships. For we brought nothing in this world. <laughs> some, some years ago, somebody came to, to say, Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this church. I want to go to a church where I can have connections. Connection. Connection. Where I can connection for my business. Another person left and said, I, 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 I want to go to a church where I can see, I can be seen and I can see marriage. So the person went to say, you know, the person went to a bigger church where there are more singles. Hallelujah. You know, there's some people who just think, I'm not, go- if this person is not a Britico or Americo, I ain't marrying that person. So the person is seen as a passport to... <laughs> you know, the things that we think. And you know what? They come out of unrenewed minds. Because we don't have supernatural relationships that can guide us in the thoughts of God. So it's time to do a relationship audit. Does that mean that you should not, you should not have uh, uh, people who are not spiritual, who are not around you? That can, you please, by all means, do. But then you need to know what's their purpose. 
If your manager is an unbeliever and, he, and you are a banker and he knows banking more than you and he can tutor you in banking, you better get close to the person. Glory to God. But your spiritual relationships very important. He said, Demas has left me. And he followed the world. <laughs> Supernatural relationships. Praise God. He said, he said, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. He said, but I have what? I have prayed for you. Who are those praying for you? Talung bad wife, walk away. Because talking from our Urubu language. <laughs> That's what it means. <laughs> Who's praying for you? Some of us think I don't understand Urubu. I can't speak. I can't speak. Go. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Our relationships. Now, let me go to the last thing here. We talked about. So there's something else we need to talk about here. In following God's plans for your life. In engaging the plans and the purpose of God for your life. In pursuing it. We need to ask ourselves a question. What drives me most in life? What drives me the most in life? What's my passion? I love you, Jesus, more than anything. More than worldly wealth. More than life itself. I love you, Jesus, more than anything. But we don't see you in Wednesday Bible study. In the last few weeks, we've been recording 30-something people in midweek Bible study. One day, we recorded 23. You are my everything is a lie. It's a lie. Tell your neighbor it's a lie. Glory to God. Glory to God. What drives you the most is what takes control of your mind the most. What you think about the most. How passionate are you for Jesus? If you are passionate enough for Jesus, you will be here at 9 o'clock. Can I talk? Maybe strolling in at 9.20. You don't even, it means you don't even, you don't even, you don't even, you don't even regard the worship of God as important enough. 
The Bible says we are all going to stand before God. I said we are going to give account. I'm not threatening you. You will see enter heaven. Hallelujah. It's not a threat. Praise God. If it was not important, he won't put it in the scriptures. He won't. How we serve God. We, do we serve God based on our own personal conveniences? I was talking to his sister yesterday in the night who lives abroad. I said, she said, she said, to be able to get some things done during the day, she has to clock in at 6 a.m. in the morning at her job. Or else. Brokola, what time do you leave home? Are you still at uh, Lekki? Are you still at Lekki? He He's in uh, his office is at uh, Aja. What time do you leave home now? 5.30. 5 what? 30. Or else. You know what, Joe? Or else. You have Shubumi to answer to. The chairman of your bank. Not even Shubumi is too far. Your manager. Say, but customers don't come until 8 o'clock. Eh, are you customer? <laughs> you understand? And then, well, I'm not saying that Brokola comes little. He's one of those that come early to church. Well, just we just strolling. Do you know that that's the same that shows where our passion is? When we see that post, uh, invite a friend to church. Have you preached the gospel this week? When we see it on our WhatsApp, we just throw past. We just throw past. We don't even read it. We just throw past so that our conscience will not be, <laughs> oh, that one is not for me. Uh-huh. What? what? But this is the prophecy. When Sister IJ post prophecy, eh, let's read that prophecy very well. Uh, the Bible says, be not what deceived. God is what? Not mocked. What drives you? So, if it means therefore that we, we should we can control our passions. Look at Luke chapter 12, verse 15. Jesus said, beware. Beware of what? Covetousness. Uh, let's, uh, we, do, we, we see it's self-examination. What is driving me? Is it Naira and Cobol? Or USD? Or whichever one, as the case may be. What is driving me? Beware of covetousness. Keep vigilance. You know when they say, beware of dogs. That means that when you are strolling past that place. Hallelujah. <laughs> One day like I went to, I went to camp. <laughs> went for a personal retreat. So I, I, I took a walk. You know, uh, that's redemption camp. So I was taking a walk, praying, doing, praying and all that. And I got to a house, very low level fence, you know, 
they don't have all those big big gates there you know low level fence i did not know that there was an Aussie there you know and so you know, just when all of a sudden i just <laughs> I just crossed to the other side. I, I didn't want to find out whether it was chained or not. <laughs> I just crossed to the other side. And when I was coming back, I stayed at the other side. Don't use me for experiments. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, even if they arrest the dog, I would have been injured. Beware. So, keep vigilance over your mind. Beware of covetousness. Beware of what? For a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. You know these are scriptures we don't read too often. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses. Does it mean that he does not, he should not possess abundance? No. No. But that should not be your driver. Your primary driver should be the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Your primary driver should be your spiritual things. And because we live in a world of covetousness, hallelujah, we have therefore have got to be what is covetousness covetousness is an aggressiveness you know to to get things done you know and over you are just aggressive about it i've got to you i've got to i've got to get this by all means and then you are ready to do anything and everything to get it that's covetousness Tied to material things. Hallelujah. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. See, how do I know if I respect people who have money or means more than ordinary people who don't have, right? I am covetous. Glory to God. How do I release? You know, James said, he said, and when some people come to your miss, you know, he said, ah, this man, this man, if he, if he give our church one million, no, you know, and the way I will greet him, yeah, welcome, God bless you, you know, welcome, are you okay? There's a special car park. You know, there's some churches like that. A special car park for some people. Some cars you can't find there. And you know the reason. You know the excuse they are going to give. They say, you know, for security reasons. For security reasons. You know, you have to keep. You know, those people are they are special. So you have to keep them secure. So nobody can just rob. <laughs> Hallelujah! In the house of God, we are all on the same level. And so when we treat people with preferential treatment because of what we can get from them, that's the spirit of covetousness. Praise the Lord. Of course, it, does. it doesn't mean, it's not saying you should not honor people. But what does the Bible say? The Bible says, honor all men. Honor what? 
all men. Honor what? All men. Love the brotherhood. When we start to give preferential treatments to people because of material things, then it means that we are out of the will of God. Brother Higgins said one time he needed, he needed money. You know, I've said that this summer is going to be loud though, long ago. So, so he, said, he said that he needed money to rent uh, uh, office space. So he said some businessmen in his town came around and told him, Brother Higgins, we love your messages. You know what? Let's partner together. And, you know, we will pro- you just don't worry, just be preaching. We will f- do the financing and all that. So he said, well, he told them, let, let me go and pray about it. He said, the Lord told him, he said, hmm? don't do it. Or else, these people are going to run and ruin your ministry for you. Because he who pays the piper. So if, if you preach a message that does not, they don't like, they can answer, uh, uh, no, that one, uh, take it off. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. So that's why, see, whatever it is anybody gives. Amen. And you expect that, ah, you are going to be giving preferential treatment because you give so, so, and so. Hmm, fa, 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 fa. Because there is nothing that you have that you are not given from above. So it's a privilege to give to the work of God. Hallelujah. Write this down. I got it from a friend. The greatest men don't have things. The greatest men have men. The greatest men don't have things. The greatest men have men. So who are you investing into? Are you concerned for the lost? Are you concerned about that your friend? You preach the gospel to him or her and she said, I'm not going to receive this. I don't want... Do you, do, do, does it touch us? Or we just say, well, my... My, your blood <laughs> has been washed away from my hand. If you like, go to hell. If you like, you will go to hell. Oh. And there, there is no compassion. It doesn't touch us. When unbelievers who are famous, when they die, does it touch us? Ah, this person has gone to an eternity of perpetual suffering. Does it touch us? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do we see people the way God sees them? He said, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. For we knew Jesus after the flesh, but now we don't know him like that anymore. Glory to God. So your passion, my passion, 
So before we sing, you are my passion. Think very well. You're my one desire. It's a very melodious song. But beyond the melody, we must ask ourselves, am I really how passionate I am of the Lord? Do I give excuses? Do I have is his utmost my highest? Anybody who is going to serve God in this world, what the Bible says? Said they will experience what? Huh? Difficulties. That's what persecution means. Say, yeah, anybody that is going to live godly in this world and serve God, he will what? He will suffer. Somebody say suffer. So. Pastor, me, yeah. I, 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 I. Back to sender. You don't. You can't send this one away. If you want, we live godly in this one. We will have some things will be denied us. Some things that we can easily grab, we will not be able to grab, all because of the love of Jesus, that is in our hearts. If we have made errors, it's time for us to come back. Hallelujah. Is Jesus and nothing else. When Sister Bolu sang, took that song, said, Nothing, it's all about you, Jesus. You are the center of it all. You are the center of it all from the beginning to the end. It will always be about you, Jesus. Someone get on the keyboard, please help me. Praise God. You know, it, it's let's not just sing. Hallelujah. Don't just sing. Stand to your feet, everybody.